I want me some glory hope. Boys and girls, welcome to episode two of the I Mean It podcast. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or watching this video podcast on our YouTube channel, we thank each and every one of you for tuning in this week. I'm your boy Bo Sevis, and if you are watching the video podcast, you can see I am all alone again. Uh, our good buddy Longhorn, uh, I'm sad to report he's actually suffering of a very serious, serious situation. Uh, guys, he's got an aggressive butt virus. And, um, you know, he said he went camping with some of his other buddies, and he's not sure what happened, but he woke up smelling like peanut butter and Axe body spray, and I don't know, man. Um, you know, the guy gets into some weird shit. That's all I can tell you. But I'm here. I came to talk to you again. And what I came here to do today is to build on what we talked about on episode one of I Mean It, which on that episode, we told you, you know, we broke it down no matter what quarterback you are, as great as Drew Brees. You know, all the way down to Jameis Winston, you really can't give them a second contract because if you do, their ATS record is going to go through the floor. Um, and, you know, got a lot of good feedback on that, but also got some pushback and like, all right, smart ass. Uh, if you can't pay anybody, then what round do you draft these guys in? All right, if you got to draft them every four to five years, that's what you're telling us. Where do you draft them at? It's a fair fucking question. It's a fair fucking question. So what I did was I went in, did some research on that, did a deep dive of basically average draft position, ADP, and the results for that. So basically what I was trying to get into was cost-benefit analysis. And there's a lot that goes into um, that into the financial world. I mean, you got you know your NPV, which is, stands for net present value. Um, a lot of things go into cost benefit analysis. So, and you might think, well, that doesn't really apply to football. It actually does. Um, you know, some of your some of your smarter front offices they actually use that uh, NPV and some of those metrics to apply to players to kind of figure out how long to hang on to them and what their return on their investment is. Not saying every front office uses it, right? Because you do have the fucking Browns and the Lions and what have you, but <laughs> and the Bengals. But it is happening, right? But I wanted to figure out how to relate cost-benefit analysis to when it comes to ADP quarterbacks, and furthermore, how I can explain it the way we always do from a Vegas perspective, right? And you might think, well, that sounds kind of difficult to do. It really wasn't what I got into it after I did all the research. But the first thing you have to do anytime you do a project like this is you have to set the parameters, right? So what's our goal? Like, what are we deeming as success? Well, if you draft a quarterback, especially in the first round, I think a fair goal is to get to the Super Bowl. I think that's fair enough. I'm not saying you got to win it, but you should want to at least get there. I think that's fair. And then you got to figure out your sample size. Um, so to make a good sample size, we went back 20 years. 
right? So twenty. So since the year two thousand all the way through night or two thousand nineteen, that was our sample size. Now last podcast we only did four year rotations because that's more of an ATS cycle, like I told you guys last time. This is more of a compilation of data, so you wanted a bigger sample, continuous sample size. So we took every quarterback drafted since the year 2000 in every single round, and we charted it out, and we got the results, right? So now we're still left with, okay, you got all that, but how do you make it cost-benefit Vegas style? Well, I started thinking... Anytime you walk into a casino, right, there's minimums to play every game. If you walk up to a blackjack table, it's a quarter blackjack table, it's $25 a hand, right? If you walk up to roulette, it's $10 inside, that's the minimum, right? So every game has a minimum wager. And then they give you odds accordingly to whatever your bet is. So I so, said, well, that's probably a fair place to do it. So what would be the minimum bet per se? For NFL teams. And I thought it was fair to use the uh, the bonus, right? Because your bonus, your signing bonus as a rookie, is your only guaranteed money. No matter what happens, you get that money, right? So then I looked up what the signing bonus was, because it's slotted now. So per slot, through the first round, and then took some uh, mean signing bonuses through the second through seventh round. And we'll get into that um uh, and show you kind of what I did on that. But, so just using that concept, in other words, if you want to draft a quarterback number one overall, what is your minimum wager to have to make that bet? And then on the return on that, what odds are you getting on the return of that bet? So using those parameters, what we really wanted to get down to was, I want to have to wager the least amount for the best chance of winning. Not the longest odds, right? Because the longest odds, that's that's when you're trying to play the lottery. You actually want the best odds, right? The best odds for the least amount of money. So least amount of risk up front, best odds of actually winning on the back end. So if you put it in that perspective, that's how we're going to go down through this. And I think it's going to be pretty eye-opening to you where you should actually draft quarterbacks and where you really shouldn't draft quarterbacks. Uh, and again, the parameters were getting to the Super Bowl, and then it was from you had to be drafted from 2000 on. So last 20 drafts. All right. So getting into it from that perspective, in the first round since 2000, there have been 56 quarterbacks taken. 56 quarterbacks. Getting to the Super Bowl has happened 11 times out of 56. That is 19.64 percent. If you wanted to make that bet in Vegas, based on those percentages, the house would have to give you four to one odds, or at least they should give you four to one odds. I know they always try to uh, jip you out of a little bit, but that's what that equates to is about four to one. All right. So four to one on your money that any quarterback drafted since the year 2000 in the first round would make the Super Bowl. All right. So it's not great odds, but, you know, it's 20% of the time it happens. So we wanted to now break it down by slots because we really want to get the biggest return on our best. Remember, we're looking for cost-benefit analysis. Cost-benefit analysis. So getting to the number one overall pick, there have been 14 quarterbacks drafted number one overall out of the last 20 years. 
That's a goddamn lot, first of all. Secondly, there's been uh, three of them make make the Super Bowl. Only one winner, unbelievably, fucking dumb face Eli Manning, and he won it twice, right? But there was two others that made it, uh, Goff and Cam, number one overall picks. So basically, your odds to make the Super Bowl if you're drafted number one overall in the last 20 years are 21.4%, so slightly higher in the total round average, and that gets you about three and a half to one, 11 to three, so three and a half to one on your money. Right? That would be your odds on that. Now, next tier down, two through five. Two through five. There's been 11 total. You've gotten two out of 11 to have actually gotten to the Super Bowl. Both of them lost. It was uh, McNabb and Matt Ryan. Uh, on that one, that's 18.18%. So it's nine to two, so four and a half to one on your money on that. So a little bit worse than the overall average. And we'll get into what you have to wager here in a minute. I'm just telling you the odds right now, getting there. Six through ten, there's been nine of those drafted. There's been one get there, and he did win, and that was this last year, Patrick Mahomes. So if he wouldn't have done it, you'd have a big old zero six through ten in the last twenty years. But it was Mahomes, so one. Out of nine, that's 11.11%. That would get you eight to one in Vegas. Eight to one, you'd have to, you'd get a return for laying that bet. Now, top 11 through 15, it's been five guys. You've actually had Ben get there and win it and get there. So you get three, it's 40% because there's only five guys. There's made two appearances. That's three to two is what you would get to get there. Three to two. So those are our best odds so far to actually just get there. 16 through 20, there's also been five guys. You've had one guy get there, Joe Flacco. That's 20%. That'd get you four to one on your money. And then 21 through 25, you've had eight guys drafted. You've had two of them get there, one one in Aaron Rodgers and one lost in Rex Grossman. So to to just get there, that's 25%. That's three to one you would get on your money. So 21 through 25, you get three to one on your money. 25% 25% of the time, which is well above uh, the actual total round average. And then 26 through 32, there's been four quarterbacks drafted in those slots. There have been zero. Zero get to the Super Bowl. Zero. All right. So, Lamar Jackson fans out there, hope he makes history for you. Okay, moving on to the second round. Now, there's been 20 quarterbacks drafted. So, basically one a year since uh, 2000. You've had... One winner, two losers, so three get there. Drew Brees won it. Colin Kaepernick got there and lost it. And Jimmy G got there this last year and lost it. So to get there, it's 17.64 or 5.5 to 1 on your money. Any quarterback in the second round. Moving on to the third round. Any quarterback drafted in the third round has been 25, so a little bit more than one a year. There's been two winners, Russell Wilson and Big Dick Nick Foles. And then Russell Wilson did get there again but lost. So that's 12%, seven and a half to one. So it's actually better odds in the third round than if you drafted six through 10. Better odds in the third round. We'll get a little bit more into it in a second. Fourth round, there have been 30 quarterbacks drafted in the last 20 years in the fourth round. This many made the Super Bowl. That many. So all you uh, Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott fans out there, it don't look fucking good. It don't look fucking good. And you're probably sitting there saying, hey, fuck you, buddy. Dak Prescott's fucking awesome. We're going to the goddamn Super Bowl this year. Well, sir, you might. You just fucking might. 
anything's possible. All I'm telling you is, as far as the cost-benefit analysis, you are wasting your fucking money because you're betting on an outlier. Uh, fifth round, 33 quarterbacks drafted. This many, this many went to the Super Bowl. So fourth and fifth round, complete desert. Getting to the sixth round, there's been 48 quarterbacks drafted in the last 20 years. So 56 in the first round, 48 in the sixth. So basically what these GMs are telling you are they're either taking one up there in the first round or they're throwing fucking darts in the sixth. 48, there's been one. One guy. Let me think if I can. Uh, oh, yeah, fucking Tom Brady. Now, he's been there nine goddamn times, but we're not going to skew the numbers like that. We'll give him credit for two because he's, he's won one, or he's won six, but he's won and he's lost. He's been there in both capacities. So, what that equates to is a 4% chance of getting to the Super Bowl, 23 to 1 odds on that. If you want to lay that bet down, any quarterback drafting the sixth round, get to the Super Bowl, 23 to 1. The seventh round, there have been 35 quarterbacks drafted in the last 20 years. Again, this many. Zero. Big old fucking donuts. Now, if you want to draft a quarterback after the third round, right? So taking all those, putting them all together, it's 146 guys. Uh, there's been one guy. One guy out of 146 in the last 20 years make the Super Bowl. Tom fucking Brady. So that's 1.37%. Chance of success, which Vegas would have to give you about 72 to 1 on that bet. 72 to 1. So for Tom Brady to make the Super Bowl one time, 72 to 1. He's made it nine goddamn times. Nine. And furthermore, if you just want to equate things to uh, values and bets, uh, if you've ever played craps, you know, you get 15 to 1 on a yo which a yo is a one-roll bet. You have to roll an 11. That's what yo means. A little craps lesson for you. some of you people out there that don't know anything about craps. But you call it either before you roll it or you can call it anytime anybody else is rolling, but it's you call it yo, throw your money down. It's got to hit 11 that time. That time, one roll. You only get 15 to 1 on that. And I say only, you know, $5 yo, that's 75 bucks. It's nothing to sneeze at, right? One roll, and it has to be an 11. 15 to 1. This is 72 to fucking 1. So, almost five times the odds of hitting a go. To do it once, and he did it nine times. In fucking credible. But anyway, moving on. So, what does all this mean? So, I've given you the odds. What does all this mean for, you know... Cost-benefit analysis. Well, let's weigh in on what you would have to wager, right, to get these returns or get these odds. So if you want to have the first pick, first pick in the draft, and this is just current draft slots, it's $24 million. So I took everything from millions and put it into dimes, right, to make it more equitable to Vegas. Because not a lot of us are walking up there and dropping $24 million. Some of us walk up there and drop 24 dimes. No big deal, right? So, if you want to draft a quarterback first overall, Vegas will say, okay, you can do that, and I'll give you three and a half to one. I'll give you three and a half to one on your money, but your minimum bet is 24 dimes. 
So you got to wager 24 dimes up front. I'll give you three and a half on the back end. If you want to take a quarterback number one overall. Now, if you want to take quarterback two through five, the mean, you know, amount of minimum amount that you have to bet would be 16 dimes. So took two through five slots, averaged them together. That's how you get the numbers. 16 dimes. You get four and a half to one. Four and a half to one on your money on that. 16 dimes, two through five. Not very good value, right? Not even as good value as number one, even though it's less money, right? It's a lot worse odds to get there. Six through 10, you got to lay 14 dimes. 14 dimes, you draft a quarterback six through 10. It's eight to one on your money there. Not great value at all. And you're laying 14 dimes. Now, here's what it gets interesting. 11 through 15, you lay 10 dimes. That's four to one which is slightly worse than the first round, first overall pick, right? 16 through 20, you only have to lay eight dimes. It's four to one, same as 11 through 15. And then 21 through 25, you only have to lay seven dimes, and it's three to one, which is better than the first, uh, first overall pick. Better odds, less risk. And then 26 through 32, you'd have to lay six dimes, but historically it's a 0% chance of winning, so why would you, you know? Why would you, even though you keep drafting quarterbacks in those slots? Why fucking would you? But anyway, so we got to look and see, because you can't just peg it down to, you know, a couple slots or whatever. So if you look at your best chance for cost-benefit benefit analysis, if you combine 11 to 25, those slots, on average, you have to lay eight dimes, and you get two to one odds. Two to one odds on your money. That is by far the best odds in the entire board. So you get two to one odds, and you only have to lay eight dimes to get there. So compare that to drafting someone number one overall, we have to lay 24 dimes, and it's three and a half to one. So I'm decreasing your risk by 66%, and I'm increasing your odds to win by a little over a third. Let's call it 35, right? Increasing your chance to win by 35% and decreasing the chance that the risk that you have to place by 66%. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's so hard about that. I really don't. And these GMs get paid a lot of fucking money, right, to make these decisions. So I guess the uh, moral of the story is. Stop fucking drafting five foot ten unathletic motherfuckers number one overall. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't have to. Don't draft five foot eight quarterbacks number one overall. Again, you don't have to. Don't draft guys who steal fucking crab legs and yo fuck around the pussy number one overall because you don't have to do it. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you people? I don't fucking get it. And I don't know if it's the fact that you qualify, which is probably it. You qualify and you qualify and you qualify. And the scouts come in and they qualify. Oh, but he does this. Oh, but he does that. Well, but you know what fucking qualifies gets you in Vegas? Get your ass a seat on the fucking bus stop on the way out of town after you try to qualify the five Gs that you just lost by betting another five Gs. And now you're fucking broke. That's what fucking qualifying gets you in Vegas. And furthermore, what qualifying gets you as an NFL GM is fucking fired. And when you end up as a fucking athletic director in bumfuck wherever school and you were used to making seven figures, right? We'll see how much you like qualifying then. 
But some guys never fucking change. I don't know. But it's very clear by the data. 11 through 25 is your is your sweet spot. Now, to the second and third round, the second round, actually, cumulatively, you only have to lay three and a half dimes and get five and a one, five and a half to one uh, odds on that. So 17.64%, basically. That's not terrible compared to, I mean, if you compare it to the two through five, get four and a half to one, right? So you're only talking about, what is that? Five more, five, about 500 basis points different. But you're cutting your risk from 16 dimes to three and a half dimes. Now, again, it's more of a gamble, right? Five and a half to one, not 17%, not a lot of chances right there. But again, what you risk, three and a half dimes versus 16 dimes, big fucking difference. Big fucking difference. And remember, we're talking about all about dimes. We're talking about salary cap space. And we told you last podcast, you got to do this every four to five years. If you draft from the first round, you can, you know, franchise second for the fifth year. So once every six years or whatever. So if you're going to have to do that, you're going to have to stay, you're going to have to live in that 11 to 25 range anyway, because you should, if you're making good choices, you should be making the playoffs. So it all fits right there where you'll be drafting anyway. So it's actually a pretty natural cycle when you think about it. You're, you know, you made good selections, you've drafted a good team, you kept your captain order, you've kept your window open, you're always should be in that, you know, that later part of the first round anyway. Maybe you're all the way in the 26 to 32 because you made it all the way to Super Bowl, you won the Super Bowl, great, fucking great, right? Then you get in a position where you got Dak on a franchise tag, trade him for a couple of firsts, man, right back in your window, right? Or whoever. It doesn't have to be Dak. Could have, could have been anybody. They could have traded Jameis before last year. I don't know if they got two ones, but they got something. Right? And they would stayed in that window. And then if you move on to the third round, you lay one dime, you get seven and a half to one. That's 12% chance. That's throwing fucking darts, right? But again, it's one, it's one dime. So, I don't know if it's really worth it. I mean, historically it's possible, obviously, but... Uh, and I don't mean anything's fucking possible. Anything's fucking possible. Uh, people do win the progressive jackpots in Vegas. Uh, they have to, right? Because uh, the gaming commission does inspect those machines, make sure they're all on the up and up. And plus the fact that Vegas does want somebody to win the shit. They want somebody to get fucking lucky. It's a great story who they'll tell for the rest of their life, right? It's kind of like the people that walk around the fair with a big-ass teddy bear, Right? That they want the people to win the big fucking teddy bear because they want you to stupid ass to step up and knock over those fucking lopsided milk bottles, right? But you throw like a girl, so you can't fucking do it. So I don't know why you're wasting your money. <laughs> oh my god! Why did I just assume all you guys throw like girls? That's mean. That's fucking mean. And maybe some girls out there fucking can throw really well. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. That is, that is really throwing darts in the third round. And then in the fourth round and on, unless you're Tom Brady, you're really wasting your time. And I know there's a lot of Dak Prescott and, and uh, Kirk Cousins fans out there that are hoping I'm wrong about that. And again, I could be. And I know I railed on these stupid-ass GMs for taking people like Baker Mayfield, number one overall. But you know what? Baker Mayfield could go out and fucking win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl this year and make me look like an ass. It obviously can happen. In fact, you've got, uh, what was it, historically, you got a 21% chance of it happening. 21% chance of, 21% chance of a number one overall pick going to the Super Bowl. So again, not impossible, just something that I'm not going to bet my money on. And you really shouldn't bet your money on because again, 
what we try to do, especially here at FJH, is we try to get you in the best position to win. So every Saturday, every Sunday, the games that we tell you to take are the, are the games that we feel line up to the way our system works, your best odds of winning, period. Now, nothing, everything's far from guaranteed, but if you stick with us, you will have the best chance of winning. And if you stick to what I've just shown you, you will historically have the least amount of risk for the most amount of reward. And that's all you can really fucking ask as a GM of your football team, because it's not an exact science. If it was, somebody already figured it out by now and draft the perfect team, and nobody does that shit. Nobody fucking drafts the perfect team. Uh, some guys are really good at some positions. Some guys are really good at one side of the ball. You know, uh, that's just how that goes. So you really want to get the biggest chance of winning for the least amount of money. So in summation, drafting 11 through 25 quarterbacks and don't sign them to a second contract and you'll keep your window open. You'll have the best chance to build a Super Bowl contender from a quarterback perspective. And I figured that out in two podcasts. And I'm not even a GM for a living, right? But those fucking people get paid a lot of money and continue to fuck it up year after year after year. God damn, y'all suck. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that was it for I Mean It Episode 2. Hope you enjoyed it. Please tell your friends, and uh, it is almost football season, baby. It is almost football season. I know there's a lot of people opting out, not wanting to play. That's fine. Everybody's got a choice to make, but there will be guys that step up and will want to play, right? So we will get football. We will get the NFL, and uh, we'll be fucking ready when it happens, baby. Until then, let's fucking go.